Non-rock a boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! 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 What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, yeah. I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. That's Psalm 144, 1. Don't you love that verse? That is really yeah, one of my favorite verse. verses. Every, every day when I train, I first start with prayer, and that's the verse that I quote and talk to God about before I start training, before I start punching, kicking, and all that is thank you, Lord, for this gift to be able to defend the weak, the fatherless, to defend and protect life, which is really what that's all about. Like being a warrior, being a fighter, defending is about justice and righteousness and about putting out evil. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. This is the Gospel Heard around the world. You can get more at ApologiaStudios.com. That's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios.com. ApologiaStudios.com is where you go to get more. You guys can get all the podcasts, radio shows from Provoked with Pastor Zach and Desi to Sheologians with Summer and Joy to Cultish with Jeremiah and Andrew to Apologia Radio. They're all there. Hundreds of radio shows, podcast episodes for your listening pleasure. We hope it blesses you and yours. Go to ApologiaStudios.com. Sign up for all access. When you do, you make everything that we do possible on the street evangelism, the conflict-driven stuff, sermons, all that stuff is because of all access partners just like you. When you do, you get extra content, including Ask Me Anything once a month, private feed. We talk to each other, ask and answer questions, and more is coming. We actually have some pretty amazing stuff coming to Apology All Access. So sign up as soon as you can. Partner with us in this ministry. Man, a lot is happening right now. We had a great show with an amazing guest for you guys today. So I'm going to try to go as fast as possible. But I have some information that you need to hear right now, and you got to help us get out. I'm asking you to help us uh, right now. Very important. That is Luke the Bear. What up? That is Pastor Zach Morgan. Howdy. We don't really have it. Like, what do we what do we call them? I call them Thunder Pups. Thunder Pups. Okay, Thunder Pups. He's on my phone. Is that best pastor? Okay, best pastor at Apologia. He the best and the best pastor at Apologia (laughs) is right here. I'm Jeff the Common Ninja, and uh, lots of stuff happening. Look, hey, um, I cannot stress 
uh, or even express the real importance of this, but I'm just going to lay it down and hope you just really, really take this to heart. It is vitally important you hear me on this right now. We have over 10 states uh, that we're working in, uh, some bills that we are responsible for uh, getting the legislator putting in, some that the others we're working with, the pastors and churches got in. We're supporting them, providing backup. Over 10 states, we have bills of equal protection and abolition going into this session it is like a madhouse here right now so please i want to ask you to pray for us please it is bananas because we have to be able to move on the fly right now we are communicating 24 hours a day with pastors across the country and groups across the country here's the deal we were just in georgia we're working together with g3 and josh bice out there with hundreds of pastors across the state of georgia representative emory dunahoo is putting in the georgia bill as the equal protection act in georgia it's the abolition of abortion in georgia And guess what? We are coming to Kentucky. Kentucky, we are coming January 25th. January 25th, guess who we're working with who's opened up their home to us? The Creation Museum, Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis. Ken's a friend. We love the guys over at Answers in Genesis. They have been so faithful to the gospel and to the authority of Scripture in so many ways. You know about them, of course, from the Ark Encounter Creation Museum. Uh, they've been great. They've been so great to us. I want to say a big thanks to Answers mm-hmm. in Genesis. They opened up the Creation Museum to us. Here's mm-hmm. why. January 25th, 11 a.m., Creation Museum, pastors across the state of Kentucky, we need you to come meet with us because we have a representative who is putting in the bill. We already have it written. Our constitutional attorney has already written the bill up. It's going in. The bill of abolition in the state of Kentucky. It's the Abolition of Abortion in Kentucky Act. It is going in probably at any moment. Um, And so we need to meet with pastors from across the state of Kentucky. January 25th, free, 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 free. Okay, listen, boys, gentlemen, brothers, pastors, this is free. You come, you're getting in for free. You're being fed. I'm feeding you. We're feeding you. Uh, free parking. Uh, Ken wants to help because he knows that it's for some of you, it's a haul. And so if you bring your families, he wants to give your families half off admission to the Creation Museum and all that stuff for the day so that while you're doing the meeting I with think me. he said free. No, uh, no, free for pastors. Oh, the, free for yeah, pastors. For pastors. pastors half off for families. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pastors, you're obviously coming to the meeting for free, parking for free. I'm feeding <clears> you. Um, and he's, of course, you're there, so he's yeah, giving okay. you the museum for free. But if you bring your families, it's half off for your families. Which is well, amazing. Which is amazing. Which you're, you're meeting with, with me and our team. And the guys from Abolish Abortion Kentucky, we're working together with the churches on this one. I know I'm going fast, but listen, I need you there. If you're listening right now and you're like, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not a pastor, tell your pastor. And then tell other churches and other Christians that Ken Ham, Jeff Durbin are inviting you to the Creation Museum for a special meeting with pastors about the bill to abolish abortion in the state of Kentucky. We need to work together with churches. We need hundreds of you there. Let's fill this place up. I think it seats almost 900 people or something like that. Let's fill the entire place up with pastors from across the state of Kentucky. I need your pastor with me. I need you there. Let Let everyone you know in Kentucky know that this is happening. Uh, January 25th, 11 a.m., Creation Museum. Come meet me there. Everything's booked for us. We're already on our way out. Meet us there. And guess what? I'm speaking and Ken Ham is speaking. We have our constitutional attorney coming out, Bradley Pierce. He's coming to answer questions about the bill. We have um, Brian Gunter coming out. He's the pastor we had in Louisiana that helped to get past the hearing stage to the floor vote. 
It's very important that you guys join together with me. I'm not asking you for any money right now. I'm not, although we need it. Good gracious, do we need it? Uh, if you want to give, endabortionnow.com, please help. This is expensive um, to do these things. But I'm not asking you for anything. Just show up. Pastors, show up. Be there with me. Let's fight for Christ and the gospel and these preborn children. January 25th, meet me in Kentucky at the Creation Museum. Anything else you want to add? I'll be there. Yeah, Luke's coming. Luke's coming. And the best pastor at Apologia, well. the best pastor at Apologia, along with the other guy, they'll be holding up the fort yeah. at Apologia Church. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> the other, yeah. Pastor James White, you'll be in good hands. Will he even be here? Yeah. He'll be here. I think he's... No, he's leaving in February. I can I can never keep sure anymore when he's... Yeah, no, he's, he's does speaking to her in February. Okay, here we go. Y'all ready? Let's do this. Um... So I started off the show today with quoting from the scripture, Psalm 144.1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. We live in an age of effeminate Christianity. Uh, and I got that word from the, the friend and brother that we're going to have on the show today. Effeminate Christianity. It's a weak Christianity. It's a Christianity that lacks courage, that lacks boldness. It has yeah. no foundation. It's not grounded in the word of God. We have... Uh, TED Talk messages coming from the pulpit across the United States of America. We have mm. people coming to sit and listen to a talking head to get filled up with nice things, talk about how they can, uh, you know, better organize their schedules or, um, you know, I don't know, pick a better coffee shop. I don't know. It's it's just a it's it's a it's a mess. It's it's a Christianity that does nothing. It's good for nothing. It is just all mm. about me. It's not about the glory of God. It's not about the authority of. God's word. It's not about Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, it's a Christianity that is ultimately meaningless because right. it's about this private relationship and romance between Jesus and I that sits between my ears and behind my eyeballs. Uh, it's not something that actually affects the world and faces the world down. It's not the kind of bold Christianity that we had early on in this nation that gave us this nation. Now, I challenge you to do this. Look up on Amazon, the New England Pulpit Sermons. It's uh, two volumes, I believe, maybe more. It's the, it's the sermons from the New England pulpit that gave us the war for independence. In other words, in England, they called the, the, the war, the Revolutionary War, the war for independence, they called it in England the Presbyterian Revolt mm -hmm. because actually it was the Black Robe Regiment pastors, Presbyterian pastors, Baptist ministers, pastors who wore their black Genevan gowns, preached Christ's authority and God's word, in every area of life to every sphere of life, the bold proclamation of God's authority and his word and law in every area of life against King George. And then they took off their black robes, they picked up their muskets, and they went to fight the enemy. That's, what's, that's what gave you this nation. You like the blessings of the Christian worldview in this nation? They came from the Bible, and they came from men who fought. Psalm 144.1, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. The man we're going to have on today is the epitome yeah. of warrior. And here's the deal. I think you know, for me, and I was just saying this to him before he came on, like for me, even from a little boy, like the Navy SEALs were like everything. Like those guys are the heroes. They're like modern day ninjas. Uh, <laughs> and I think as you learn more and more about the Navy SEALs, you learn to respect that that team, that group, those men even more because you understand the discipline, the training, the the courage that it takes to do what they do. So you fall more, it's like you go from like, you know, Charlie Sheen and Navy SEAL, like 1980s where you're like, oh, this is really cool and this elite group of guys and like, it's just so awesome. But then you get deeper and you go, oh, there's a reason why they should be respected as warriors. 
Um, and so Navy SEALs are warriors. I think everyone can recognize that. And they're the best warriors that have ever been raised up in the history of humanity in terms of the most tactically proficient. Uh, the, 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 they're just in every way better. Of course, we've had warriors in history, but these guys are the sharpest. They try to make everything perfect. They try to develop new strategies, new tactics to get better. Do you ever watch those crazy movies of like war? Like I was watching, uh, and I don't want to talk too long here. I'm going to kick it off and introduce our guest. But Emancipation, by I the way. I seen it. Was it good? Oh, I, I need to watch, watch it, yeah. that stinking movie. Oh, sweet. Emancipation. Oh, my goodness. Watch that movie. I would just say at the end of the at the end of that movie near the end you get to like the battle scenes and you watch that and this I was I knew we were on with Eddie this week so I was like it's just crazy how how people were thinking like that like let's just walk in a line towards the other like it's let's so walk in lines and let's just see like who who has who, who throws more fodder in and right. like actually gets like victory and, and and you look at how how combat has evolved and you look at like the navy seals and the discipline and the training and the and the proficiency and like well let's do this better let's do it so we don't die <laughs> let's do it so we actually win and you respect them more and more. But Eddie Penny was on the Sean Ryan show. We love the Sean Ryan show here. And uh, he was on the Sean Ryan show. I was listening to it. It was a new drop. I'm getting into it. I'm like, man, I like this guy. Man, I really like this guy. Oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden, it's like he's talking about Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. And it's this long interview where Eddie just goes on about his testimony. He's a follower of Christ. But he's a warrior that became a follower of Christ. And now he's a warrior for Jesus Christ. Mm. I hate pithy slogans, you know, like the coffee mug warriors for Christ. And it's like, and the guy that's like sipping on the mug is like, he's got his pinky up and it's like, <laughs> or, you know, you don't really do anything. So I, I don't have any respect for the guy that's with the coffee mug. This is warriors for yeah, Christ. Just, it's just a slogan, but this dude, He's a warrior for Christ, for real. This is Eddie Penny from the Unafraid podcast, Unafraid the book. He's SEAL Team 6 operator, dev group operator. Eddie, welcome to Apologia Radio Brothers. Great to have you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the introduction. Thank you. Very yeah. humbled to be here. Absolutely, brother. Grateful to have you. So I, I have lots to ask, Eddie, but mm. do you guys want to like step in first before I... I've been running my mouth for a while here, so... Um, I just have one story I want to ask you about that these guys haven't heard, but we can okay so i'll, just, I'll, I'll ask you no I'll, I'll go right okay. so okay so um eddie you said something and we'll sort of maybe start with this you said something on the show and it was like i sent to the elders i said dudes you gotta mm -hmm. listen to this and it was when you said this you were talking about your testimony and how christ brought you to himself and you were talking about like your perception of modern day even 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 jellyism um Mm -hmm. And you were talking about the fact that like it was it seemed like this effeminate, yeah. effeminate thing like, you know, and it, it wasn't really attractive to you because of what you perceived it to be. And I think you're I think what you perceived to be was very accurate. But talk about that for a minute, because, you know, you have Unafraid the book, you have Unafraid your podcast. And the main thing that hit me was like this effeminate form of Christianity was not appealing to you as a warrior. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I first heard about, you know. Christians, the, the image that would uh, pop in my head was just weak individuals with their penny loafers on. And, and John Eldridge from Wild at Heart describes it very, very well as kind of like Mr. Rogers, right? If we can mm. remember that, he's putting on his shoes and going out to get the mail and he's got a sweater vest on. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I would think about. Like, there's nothing about me that wants to be that or can even like relate to that. That's just not who I am. 
uh, maybe I'm just not, you know, the not qualified or not. This is this is not for me. Uh, but I've I've learned that that wasn't true. Um, I've learned that we're warriors. Like we are we are warriors that we see in our famous that are like these movies that we watch. We are we are supposed to be warriors. We are supposed to bring it to the enemy. Uh, and and that's not what I see when I look around. That's not what I saw. I'm like, wait a second, something's something's not right here. Um, and when I start digging into it, you're right. It's not right. Is it seems that things and and there's still a place for what I'm describing. Is it? It seems like it's more for the for the women and for children growing up, where we talk about love and grace and mercy, all of which are so important. But I think we nail that. We just keep hammering that in over and over. But we're missing like the warrior piece. Like we need to stand and fight. We need to disciple. We need to pass it on. We need to destroy evil. There is evil. What does that look like? Okay, because if I'm a if I'm going overseas to to, to fight terrorism in the flesh, I want to know everything about that bad guy. What is his mm. tactics? What is he going to do? Where is he going to come from? What do I have to do to defend myself and to train myself? I, I don't. I don't see that happening. When I go to church, I'm like, this is great. I love, I want to hug everyone. That, but that's not the reality of what we, what earth is. We don't have that. Yeah. Um, and it's just not talked about. And it doesn't sit well with me. I think it needs to be discussed more. Yeah. And, um, and, and I so think that's kind of where it went. Well, that resonates because I think we are so biblically illiterate in this, this time we're in this generation we're so biblically illiterate. We don't have a full orbed uh, or, or comprehensive perspective of the Bible. We don't read our Old Testaments a right. lot, and so we don't yeah. see that God like raises up warriors. Like He defeats evil. He defeats enemies. And like God is to be praised and 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 glorified when He stamps out evil and destroys the enemy. Like there's, I mean, the, just the verse we started this with: "Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle." That's a blessing to God. Thank you, God, for mm-hmm. training me to fight for righteousness, uh, for the preservation of human life. Thank you for, for allowing me to be ready for war. And look, that's, that's the Bible. Like that's scripture. That's God's holy word. And God pronounces that, that that's a good thing. That's a blessing. And you see throughout the old Testament, God raising up men to be fighters and protectors, warriors, soldiers. Um, and, um, you see in the new Testament, it's amazing too. Cause you're like, you have this false dichotomy that people create today where they say like the new Testament's about love. The new Testament, God is about love and grace and mercy. And it's like, well, yes, but it's the same God as the old Testament. As a matter of fact, you see the wrath of God, the justice of God and the hatred of God against evil evil amplified in the new testament because you see the cross like the cross happens because god hates evil because he's opposed to sin it's his love and his justice and his wrath against sin and evil that happen and converge at the cross so you see that amplified in the new and and the thing is is like you read the new testament in the book of acts you see the leadership of of the church like they're not passively like passing along the gospel, exactly simply right. sort of sitting back and, and just talking to their own in crowd. They're going into the public marketplace and into the public square, and they're preaching the gospel in such a way that it risks their lives, where they're taking beatings for Jesus, they're getting whipped for Jesus, they're being thrown in jail for <clears throat> Jesus. And let's not forget, let's not forget that our Lord and Savior was actually crucified and killed as a criminal because of what? 
his testimony that he was the king, and that was treasonous to Caesar and Rome. So never forget that our Lord and Savior actually was put to death, technically speaking, because the charge against him was that he was making himself above Caesar. So he went to the cross because he was an enemy of the state for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And all the apostles, they died martyrs, gruesome deaths, except for John the apostle, um, because of their testimony for Jesus Christ. They would not back down. They were courageous. They were warriors for Christ. And that's, that's, that's what real Christianity is. That's what the real gospel does, is it, it actually brings that. Yes, we are to be humble. We are to be bold, though. Yes, we are to be gentle, but we also are supposed to be soldiers for Christ. Like, you, we have to be able to think in categories. And one of the uh, things I wanted to get to, Eddie, to, to sort of build up to this is you you entered, not as a Christian, mm -hmm. uh, into the hardest military training known to mankind. Uh, of course, everyone knows about Hell Week, but Hell Week's just the beginning of Hell. <laughs> It's right. It's like Hell Week's like the start of it. Which it, he seemed to love, which was weird. I've never well, heard anybody else well, be like, I, I loved Hell Week. I know everyone wants to hear those stories. So as we get to like the meaty stuff, Eddie, I, I know people, men would love to hear from you because we just, that's what we love to hear, how other men accomplish things and they overcome things. Can you, I don't want to spend maybe a lot of time on this because I know that Bud's is, is about way more than Hell Week, but but you went into the hardest military training where so many guys ring that bell and they give up, they quit. Can you talk about like, even not as a Christian though, like when you went to, through hell week, like how did you endure that? How, what was going on in your head as a warrior to get through all that, to not ring the bell? Like, how did you not ring the bell? Mindset. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's, it's mindset. Um, you know, obviously you want to train and be physically ready and for all the, uh, stuff that they're going to throw at you to, to try to make you quit. But it's, you know, if you, it's, it's, how do you look at this? Are you looking at it as they are trying to take you out or are you going to look at it as I know that I'm going to get better if I just stay here and I know I can do it because so many people have done it before me. I am no different. Um, and you know, it's, I, I say this stuff, not knowing Christ back then. And it like pains me. It's like, God, how much cooler would it have been with him right there? Like he was, but I didn't like, we weren't, we did not have that relationship and that, and that sucks. Uh, but it was all the mindset. It was just, you will not break me. I look at it as try to break me. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And um, I would see colleagues or other class members drop off like flies and it motivated me. It, it just, um, I don't know. I just, well, hey, that, you had, you obviously, you had the discipline and the mindset to say, I don't care. I'm not giving up. Did you basically go? It seems to me like the guys who ring the bell versus like you and other guys who do not ring that bell, like you kind of go prepared to die. Like it just, Pretty much, it's yeah. the same thing as what you just said about going to preach the, uh, the gospel. You're putting yourself on the on the chopping block and saying let's go i don't care because i know the truth it's the same thing yeah i know that i'm going to get destroyed they're going to try to destroy me i don't care i'm not going to let it happen let's play the game i'm all in let's go it's the same thing Excellent. everything is the same. it's it's so crazy how it all ties in but just that yeah well yeah and that's the thing i i that's i'm glad you said that because that's on the way in i was even thinking that like a lot of times as image bearers of god we may not know christ but we are successful in things or accomplishing good things um, because uh, we're actually uh, living by 
and abiding by like biblical principles and like a truly righteous mindset. And you had that before you actually knew Christ. That was a grace from God that you have that, had that. But let's, can you, can you give us something fun to work with here? Tell us about something maybe crazy that happened uh, during hell week that maybe was like, wow, uh, or hard or difficult. Do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, Hell, Hell Week was was definitely hard. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it was the, as a walk in the park, but the the pain and being um, pushed and having a goal to accomplish, and obviously the men around me made it you know that much better. The camaraderie and the brotherhood there, uh, but I mean, just it. They they always said you know, by Wednesday, you're going to be mentally checked out. You're, they would say mentally insane, whatever that means. Um, actually, I know what that means now. <laughs> so, uh, but like just, just weird things would happen. You don't, you know, people are seeing things or saying things, people are standing, they fall over. Uh, but, but what was so cool about that whole experience is, is learning what are, what we can physically and mentally do just by being pushed when you think that you can't go any further uh you can and i mean god wasn't messing around when he created us he created a machine and the potential that we all carry is so phenomenal and the sad thing is a lot of us don't realize that potential we set these things called goals but really our potential is like way up here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But like, man, I, you, dude, you can blow right through that, especially when you bring Christ in. It's like, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah. We're going through it. But um, it was a, it was, it was, it was really cool. Uh, the brotherhood piece and, you know, getting wet and sandy and, but the worst part for me, my break were, I wouldn't say breaking point where I was like, okay, wait a second. This, this isn't, I don't remember reading this in the brochures was it was like, it's like the second to last day, they took us on the bay side, so San Diego Bay, where the water's warm, warmer. And uh, we, we get in the water, and there's no put us down with our heads in the deeper part of the water, and our feet are on the beach, right? So we're kind of slowed down into the water with just our mouths and nose kind of above the water. And I'm like laying there, and it's like maybe five, ten minutes. I'm like, good night. I'm just going to go to sleep right here. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that I think they're expecting something different. Maybe they don't know what's going on or this is break time. And then all of a sudden (laughs) you just start feeling this biting. And I'm like, what the dude, it's like sand shrimp or sand flea or something. But it felt like a bunch of bee uh, bee stings all over your neck. It was getting in your your camis, your utilities. Anywhere there's exposed skin, it was getting nailed. I was like, oh, oh my God. I'm like, do they know they're doing this? And of course they knew that they were doing this. That's why they were there. They didn't care about the water temperature. They didn't care about you resting. They just wanted you to feel feel that. To get eaten. And, uh, wow. Dude, it was like not cool. I was like, this, <laughs> this really sucks. Hey, guys. Like, you know, I know what you're doing. Over. <laughs> this is not cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Raising my hand, sir. Uh, uh, there's things. Something's uh, biting me. Hey, guys. You know, th- there's something eating me in here? <laughs> uh, this is making me want to quit. Yeah. No. Oh, man. Well, I... The, no, it wasn't that bad. Uh, sorry. I, I think this is kind of... A, I'm going to tie this in here, but one of my favorite things I've taken from SEAL culture is just... The only easy day was yesterday. Like, I love that saying. That's something we've, a mantra we've really uh, adopted this last year and a half or so. Um, and so I just want to, I wanted you to talk about 
obviously how um, that was important for you coming through the seals and stuff, but we, we were talking offline before, and <laughs> I think you said one of the hardest things you've ever gone through is right now with sanctification. And I was like, man, that's amazing. So oh my gosh. I just want to hear you talk about <laughs> sanctification, especially with that mindset that the seals uh, instilled in you. Yeah, the the whole phrase, the only easy day yesterday. I remember watching that. I think it was a Discovery Channel show when I was just a kid. They were they were talking about SEAL training, and it, it looked a lot different than the stuff I went through, obviously, with technology and, and advancements. Uh, but they were tough as nails. And they would always say the only easy day was yesterday. It's because that day's over. You still have to deal with today and the next day. When it's so true. It's kind of like here in life, right? Like, Oh, so glad yesterday's gone. Like, I have to worry about this. Now we got to worry about today and concentrate on it. But uh, yeah, the sanctification process, like th this stuff that uh, my wife and I are going through in our family of just trying to. And I and I honestly did not know what sanctification process was until I got introduced to it a, a few months ago, actually, about spiritual warfare, the real deal, and kind of pulling back the curtains and getting certain things off of you and agreements that were possibly made and curses and stuff like that. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Excuse me? And and I'm like, and I'm hooked. And especially because it's like, I, I don't know if it's just in my DNA. Um, I, I like I like the warfare. I love the warfare. And there is a war and sadly i say this so many are oblivious to it i mean oblivious and i and i thought i was good to go like in 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 next week i'm like dude you were oblivious last week did you did you see what just happened <laughs> uh so it's just going through that and and taking out pretty much getting rid of the toxicity and taking out the trash in my life hmm. um of things that i've done uh, it's been really cool and it's been challenging and it's really made me press into God and, and, and I, and things start clicking. Like, you know, I would always hear like, yeah, God talked to me. And I was like, oh, did he really now? What did he say? Like you would question those people. And now it's like, okay, that makes sense now. Okay. Sorry. I said that when I said back there, I, I confess my bad. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Uh, but it, but it, it, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we, we, we can only focus and this goes with anything. We can only focus on right now. It's good to get that bird's eye view, but you got to worry about today before you even think about tomorrow. It's mm. these baby steps, yeah. these baby goals got to get accomplished and we get that momentum momentum to move forward. So, right. um, Amazing. yeah, real, real, quick, it was yesterday. real quick too, before we get too far off of buds, I I've watched the class two, three, four, probably five times. At least I love that documentary. You said, I think you said you were two thirty seven. Yes. Did you have instructor Pat Stone still? Just curious. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, that's awesome. He, he was he was third phase, I think, for us. Okay, I believe that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That is very. Cool. <laughs> I was just curious. So I haven't heard, I haven't heard that name forever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So going from from uh, obviously go through Hell Week, then going through Buds, and uh, you then moved into you moved to your your first team. Uh, how, how long after you moved to your first team, did, were you actually deployed? Did you actually see combat? I think I got there and I did a full workup. So I think it was 12 to 18 months. I did that full workup and then we deployed to Iraq first up in Mosul. 
excuse me, we were up there for a couple of months and then went, went down to Baghdad for, four, for the last four. So it was a six month deployment for my first deployment. So one of the things that, um, there's, there's a principle that we try to teach men that we're raising up is to like, know your faith, even like being able to defend your faith. You have to, I mean, we're commanded in scripture to, to actually give a reason defense for the hope that's within us to know what you believe, why you believe it, and be willing to stand for that truth and to even argue for that truth. And so we're telling, you know, men to be ready in season, be ready out of season to like, you know, don't be lazy, don't be undisciplined, be a fighter um, and, you know, for the glory of God and to enjoy God forever. Um, but I guess my question is that you go from your your basic underwater demolition stuff to your first workup and now you're going into combat. So was there was there some was there ever any like thought process when you're in combat where you're training like i guess knowing what we know about seal training and how serious they are and how dedicated they are to like precision and doing everything perfectly would when you went into combat did you feel like i'm ready for this like i'm ready or was there any was there any tension of like oh gosh maybe I, I don't know what to do. Like, well, I guess I would love, I'd love to get in your mind there about that. Just like that you went, you went ready, but like, what'd you feel? You think you're ready. And then after experiences of like, wow, that was kind of crazy. And you look back, you know, it's always hindsight. You're like, Whoa, dude, this is uh pretty heavy. It's kind of like being a parent for the first time. Like I am not ready for this baby coming into the world, but when it comes, you're ready. Cause you're doing it right. You just, you figure it out. Uh, every engagement was a little bit different. And I, and I talked about this in the Sean Ryan show, like my first deployment was, um, I didn't fire my gun one time, hmm. not once. I think I, I was exposed to a couple of explosives, explosions, uh, some hands-on stuff, some breaches, but no, no gunfights. So it was kind of, it was really in my career. If I look back now that it's over, it was really, I was just kind of stair stepping. I was leveling up each deployment. And even through those deployments, I was leveling up as the time went on based off of experience. Uh, but I thought I was ready. But I mean, my first time I walked into a room, there's a, a, a dude running at me with white man jammies and I froze. Our, our whole team did. It was our first combat experience. You know, you breach the door, you go into this room in a, in a foreign country to an unknown house. You don't know what's behind door number one, two or three. You just don't know. You just got to like you have to process really fast. And uh, sure enough, this guy's running and I like didn't know what to do, really. And it was like it, it felt like forever, but it was maybe a couple seconds. And I just dropped my gun and then went right for his throat and then slammed him on a um, on a couch. But but no, I, I mean, outside the door, I'm like, I'm ready to go go in. Things happen. OK, I'm not I guess I wasn't ready for that. But now, I mean, and then towards the end, more experience, it was like ballet, I guess you could say it felt like just grace just graceful movement and mm. tier one stuff. It, yeah. it was good. So yeah. there was a progression for sure. Yeah. That's, that's good to wow. hear. I think, and it's important for, I think men to hear that too, in terms of like taking, taking what you know on the battlefield, those experiences and taking them into real life. Um, that for, for me, that's one of the reasons why we push men to get on the street 
to engage with people on the street, to preach the gospel, to go to like ASU and preach the gospel on the street. Like we tell men who say like, I feel called to ministry. We're like, okay, we'll see. Let me see how, let me see how God uses you. Get on the street and fight. Let me right. see, let me see you fight. You know, guys will, people will often see our stuff we put out at Eddie and they'll like, you know, our evangelism, whether it's to like Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or whatever. And they'll say things oftentimes in the thread, they'll say things like, oh man, I wish I could do that. And, and the truth is, is like, we're not special. Uh, we just know the truth. We have the principles. We've prepared ourselves and we've just been in fights. And so a lot of this is like, like you just said, like, you know, when you get to a certain point, it's a ballet. It's like, because, because you've been there because, you know, because God, you God yeah. used you in that circumstance before you gain that confidence by actually practicing, you know, hmm. the training and, and, and actually accomplishing what you were trained for. So one of the things that people might look at the, um, the title right now of the show, SEAL Team 6. People have heard of SEAL Team 6. And like, you know, that's like you have top tier, you have special operations, top tier, like, you know, you have the SEALs, like that's like elite as, as it is. But then you have SEAL Team 6 and people understand like that's the, that's the elite crowd of the elite. Um, and it's called Development Group or DevGru or um, uh, SEAL Team 6. So you went from uh, combat operations as a SEAL. What, what team were you in, Eddie? Team 2. Team 2. Um, and mm -hmm. then you went and you screened for green team, which is how you enter into DevGru. Um, can you talk? Yeah, it's the, it's the selection process. Yes. Can you, can you tell everyone about that? Cause this is the craziest thing when men think about like Navy SEALs is like, man, if I was just a Navy SEAL, that'd be the most bad thing ever. Like, you know, that's the elite <laughs> of it. And then, and then, but then within the SEALs, there's an even more elite. Yeah aspect where it's like they're focusing even more on precision and development and so what was it like for you to be like somebody who was a combat navy seal like you have experience and then you're screening for green team like were you terrified were you freaked out like is even in your own mind like you know these guys are the guys that have like you know like dj shipley said they like look like giants they have the beards yeah. and long hair like this guy <laughs> mm -hmm. yes exactly that's exactly what they look like yeah yeah um, yeah, so the, the selection process is, is intimidating uh, for, for two reasons. One, you're going to, at that time, and it might be different at other times, you're going to a place where they've been running combat operations for years. So they have the experience, they know what works, they, don't, they know what doesn't work. Men have died, uh, like real world stuff that you would find in war is going on. And another thing is there's the battle with yourself. You know, you just, you made it through buds. You're a Navy SEAL, back to that identity thing. You're a Navy SEAL, right? Now you're putting it back on the line to do what, I, in my opinion, a harder selection. I thought I thought that was harder and more stressful than buds was uh, to go into this tier one unit. So there's, there's you know, there's multiple things kind of affecting it and playing with your brain. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot on the line because, I mean, no one wants to go and fail, especially like you, you, you get pumped up with this, I guess you could say ego and you get mm. this somewhat of pride um, to go to get it all squashed. And some, some guys don't do it because of that reason. Some guys don't do it because they're family uh, and some just don't have the, they just don't want to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I heard there was something bigger and better and you know, I'm, I'm instantly, I got ADD. I'm like, dude, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want the challenge. Like I'm all about mm. the challenge. Uh, but I, yeah, that, that was, um, it was intense. It was intense training. It was real deal stuff. 
Uh, but it was just amazing the refining that it did in your operate operation skills and the menu me because it was kind of like a lot of top performers because I mean the teams are are filled with top performers I mean they really are but then you're getting top performers meeting again to take it up and and everyone's amped up everyone's amped up we all know that we're going overseas to fight and it's not like it was at team two it's like we are shooting they are shooting at us that's what's happening that is what you're asking for and we were asking and we were willing and you know we like let's go like what do we need to do and that's what we did amazing that's awesome well i think the lord wants me to talk to you about identity because it's so funny i was going to ask you a question about identity and pastor jeff slips me a note and says hey can you ask him about identity <laughs> but it was so funny i was, I was going just about to... to say was that was that note like yes no maybe <laughs> no <laughs> it's so weird it's, you know it's like the, go steady? the spirit of god governing this conversation here but identity is huge and i know you've brought up that term a couple times and we've been speaking to you so i guess the question is you know how is that um transformed since you came to christ i mean i i know this is something that you talk about uh just talk to us about identity from being you know we've talked to the guys too about identity and the shift when you're in christ mm -hmm. and, and how that kind of transitions yeah that was uh that's actually a, i'm actually still working on that piece and i'm i'm starting to break through i'm starting to breach the door i guess you could say uh my identity that I've learned is, was as a Navy SEAL. I identified as a Navy SEAL, especially when you make, oh, you're a SEAL team this or SEAL team that, like, dude, that's the best of the best. And it goes to your head. It does. It goes, you're in, you're, there's these expectations that all these people have for you and you don't want to let them down for you. You don't want to let them down for the community. I mean, I, there's the guys, oh, let's go shooting. And you're going shooting with a competitive shooter. Like, I'm sure you're going to shoot better than me, bro. Like, it's a different type <laughs> of shooting. Or, hey, let's go walk up this mountain with this guy that's 140 pounds. I'm like 230. Uh, like, dude, it doesn't work that way. Or let's go, let's go camp in the woods for two weeks. Like, buddy, I will be at the Marriott because I'm done with the woods thing. <laughs> uh, so, but there's all these expectations because you're, you, in it, it consumes you, the identity of being a nation. Navy SEAL. Yeah. And uh my wife and going through the sanctification, my wife was like, You identify, you still identify as a Navy SEAL. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> and and we took it to the Lord, and and sure enough, I was, and I didn't, wow. and I didn't realize it. Uh, I didn't realize it. And I I I came up with uh I I mentioned it earlier. I got a message, I got an email from one of my mentors that I kind of grew up with in the SEAL teams after training. And I went to our tier one unit with, with him and, you know, with my book coming out and podcast and, and really just praising Christ and all the beautiful things that he will do and make you a true warrior. Um, he was, he, he said, shut your mouth, moron. That's what his email was. That's all it said. Shut your mouth, dash, moron. And I was like, hmm, you know, typically I would get mad about that or, okay, cool. Like, let's meet behind the, the building at three o'clock and let's speak it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I saw that email and I, and I was, I was, I was saddened by it. I was, I was very sad. I'm like, his identity is still as a Navy SEAL. It's still there. It's that, 
coveted that brotherhood. We don't talk about this, 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 and this, which I agree with. But at the same time, we have got to bring up other generations. They need to know the truth and the importance of, which I believe in, it's just the truth is keeping Christ first and all these great things will happen. But it reminded me of, which I talked about is, is the varsity football player, right? You, you go to your 20 year reunion and the guy shows up with his varsity jacket on with all the patches and it's the all-star quarterback and that's his identity. Right. He's gone through two decades where everything up. Yeah. I was a quarterback. Don't you guys, you always like, you're starting to talk about your family and the, the job opportunities and all these, these things that are happening in life, but we're, we're still going back to being a football player right. in high school. Right. Like Uncle, was, Uncle Rico. From... So, <laughs> yeah. Uncle, exactly. Uncle Rico. From the same thing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's the same thing with the seal identity. And I realized that I was doing that. And thanks to the help of my wife pointing it out. Um, and that's not who my identity is. My identity is in Christ. That's what that that's where my identity lies. Boom. It has nothing to do with the Navy SEAL. And like that is what I've been destroying. Those are the strongholds I'm destroying right now. Like I mean, to the point where I'm praying over my gear and I'm trashing my beloved gear that he tells me to throw away. I'll throw it away. Hmm. And some of it I get to keep and some of it I don't. And hmm. wow. That's hard to do but it's right if he if he says so then that's that's just the way it is because i know you know what i was just told recently you know jesus promises something he promises us an adventure right he promises us an adventure but he never promises that it's going to be easy but he does say it will be worth it and Mm. i rely on that because i know it's going to be worth it it already is worth it praise god brother (laughs) So, Eddie, I, there's something to that. that I think it's really critical, and that's it's not okay. Let me just say this way, Eddie. Uh, I'll, br- I'll bring you into kind of what happened to us. Like I told you before the show started, we had no idea this was going to happen whatsoever, but we ended up being able to serve and care for active duty Navy SEALs from across teams. They called us to have a private meeting with them, and they were they were in trouble, and that was that they were resisting the vaccine mandate as Navy SEALs, but they couldn't come out because they're the silent professionals. They couldn't come out and and use their own face to say, hey, this is unjust. This is wrong. We took an oath to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. We're Christian mm-hmm. men. So they said, basically, can you guys break this story to let people know that this is happening to members of the military, that we're Christian men that want to resist this on the basis of being Christians and the law of God and our oath to the Constitution. And so we broke the story. But one of the things that hit me, Eddie, that I did just like I learned so much on that trip. It hit me was that I'm in this room, bro, with the most incredible warriors in the world. Mm. The room was filled with Navy SEALs, active duty from across teams, including DevGrew. And these men, Eddie, were in the room and they were first and foremost Christians. That was the key thing. They were Navy SEALs for sure. Active duty. And they knew that the stand that they were taking against the against the thing, against Joe's cookies, we can't use the word here, against the cookies, the stand they were taking met yeah. at the list, Eddie, at the time, the day we met with them, one of the things being told to them was that it was possible they could go to jail. Yeah. Uh, then it was dishonorably discharged. And so one of the things that rocked me was, first of all, who am I to be standing before these warriors trying to tell them how to fight? But I was telling him as a pastor how to fight as Christian men, to stand for Christ and to stand on the word of God. 
So that's what we were doing, and I was so humbled by it. But I'm sitting here watching these men, and these are stinking Navy SEALs. It's like every little boy's dream to be in their shoes, to be what they are. And, dude, they were ready to hang up. Their trident, they were ready to smash. One of them said, I'll take my trident and smash it into their desk. Like that's what they were saying because they were saying, because my commitment to Christ and to God's law is before being a Navy SEAL. And I, dude, I'm telling you, Eddie, I was shocked. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Because they they weren't just saying, they weren't just saying, they, I'm telling you, Eddie, they weren't just saying for America, (laughs) for America, we're going to do it for America. No, these were like, because we're Christians and dude, Eddie, one of the most terrifying things that ever happened to me was one of the Navy SEALs in the room was one of the most respected men in the room that day for sure. At the end of the day, when they all took a vote and they said, Jeff, we want you to break the story. He looked over at me and he said, I don't know you very well, Jeff. He said, but here's the deal. A lot of people would take this story and they try to use it for personal gain. He said, I will say yes, as long as you promise that you will make this about Christ. And if anybody has you on their show and asks you to take out the story of Christ in this, tell them no, and you do not share with them. And I said, done, brother, absolutely done. And I turned down one major show yeah. they wanted me on because they wanted me to take out the message of Christ. I said, these men told me no. And they're like, well, can you just talk about this? I said, Navy SEALs told me. <laughs> yeah. They Navy, know where I live. Navy <laughs> SEALs, stinking Navy SEALs me. told me that, that I, they will, uh, they told me that I'm going to say this and nothing else. And to tell you to pound sand, if you ask for anything else. And they were like, well, can you just say this? I was like, uh, my answer is no, because the Navy SEALs will probably kill me. But, um, that was the most incredible thing that day is that there were dudes in that room because a bunch, of, I won't say a lot about this, but a bunch of the SEALs across the teams, they were all talking. It's a brotherhood. These are teammates. They all knew what they were planning on doing and all of them disagreed. They were all saying nobody agrees with this, but they did their own thing to stay in the teams. But here was a, a group within the SEALs that were yeah. saying they can pound sand. I'm a Christian. And dude, there it's were Navy SEALs stuff. that they were, dude, they were Navy SEALs who walked in that room that day carrying their Bibles and they were like, I'm doing this. I'm resisting this as a Christian, period. I don't care what the consequences are. Throw me in jail. I took an oath before God and for this country. Nice and as a Christian, I'm doing it. And that's what killed me, Eddie, is that these guys, most men would just say, I'm a Navy SEAL. I just got to stay being a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And these guys said, the Navy SEAL thing comes after my identity Secondary. to Christ. Dude, that was what blew my mind more than anything. That was powerful. Was that. That's powerful. Yeah. That's beautiful right there, man. That is That is... That is awesome. Well, real quick, I got a, a fan question for you. Um, the question is, how sad does it make you that you're not nearly as handsome as Kyle Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> is that Kyle? I'm guessing, Maybe. I'm guessing that's from Kyle. Yeah. 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 Big guy. <laughs> I like Kyle now. I hear he talks a lot of trash. So yeah. uh, that's so funny, dude. I, yeah, he's he's a he's a good looking man. That's uh that's the guy that the first dude that came up yeah. and prayed over me. Yeah. yeah. Was, was Kyle. That was powerful. That was that's a crazy story. That, that was that was earth shaking to me. It was amazing. Uh did, uh, Did actually, you? I had another question. Oh, yeah, I got one after you. Okay, yeah. Well, well what's what's the sidebar? I see all the eyes. We're passing. Well, those. no, we Guys, just. We all I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This. I'll tell you why. We just. We just heard. We just heard oh, a, yeah. a crazy door slam. And Eddie, with the work that we do, there's a lot of people that don't like us. Like we get threats and stuff. So when we hear like stuff like banging or something, someone's about to break in. I'm like ready to reach mm-hmm. for my bag to pull up. You know. My, my I, I got it. You guys, speaking don't of stop putting, what you're doing. speaking of putting down the enemy, like yeah. on, live on Apology Radio. Oh my goodness! 
I just have a story. You have a question? Oh yeah. Go ahead. You want to? I do have your a story source? I want to ask him. So it's gonna. It might. Take All right, a ladies. Someone speak. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So um, Jeff and my son, or his son and my son, are really good friends, and um, he wants to be a seal as well. And so he's 13 years old, and uh, he's got what three or four or five more years until he can go to buds. So um, he actually talked to our family about it and some of our extended family, and they said, well, you're just going to be killing people. So these are Christian, of course, people who kind of poo-pooed the idea of him Mm -hmm. going into Mm -hmm. the service to be a SEAL because he'd be, quote-unquote, killing people kind of how would you respond to because a lot oh, of christians think I'm that looking way forward to this answer right it's like we are christians how how dare we go and kill another person you know yeah um i i wrestled that one for a little bit when i you know i was coming coming to christ i'm like you know i, I have killed people and then i'm and i'm referred the first thing i think about is you know it takes me to the old testament and and, and certain things throughout the bible and it's that heart, right? Where does your heart stand? Is it malicious intent or is it for, I'm here to protect my brother next to me, to protect my country, to protect the citizens. It's all that stuff. In regards to the, the, if a kid wants to do it and they have passion, it doesn't matter what anyone says. It's not going to deter them. And um, might want to just, you know, get on their team and support their decision because God's going to, gonna talk right he's gonna talk and uh but the killing piece um i, w- I was given a good analogy one time in or, or a, a, an image i guess is you could have two individuals right next to each other engaging an enemy shooting at the same bad guy and they could have different intent in their heart and that is the difference between right and wrong mm-hmm. now everyone that i killed and there was a lot i i didn't it was all for bad guys like these guys are bad guys like i want they need to be ridded from this earth because evil is on them in them whatever you want to do there was just evil can like it's just evil well that, you, I, that I know now you and you eddie you, you brought something up and it's good though you you brought something up in in the sean ryan show that i thought was like well that's the key issue so like in scripture where it says you should not kill a lot of christians are uh, ignorant about the bible and and they don't study it in context and they love to proof text you should not kill so like war is all bad no like god literally commands his people to go to war and he, he pronounces a blessing upon people who train for war um uh the word you should not kill literally a few verses down god tells you what to do if somebody does kill somebody he tells you to kill them back in terms of uh justified by the state justice and punishment for murderers because the word for kill there the semantic domain for the word is ratzak it's a hebrew word and it has to do with murder so you shall not murder when you talk about warfare like this you brought up a good example and that is that you were um standing for justice trying to to kill the bad guys who were hurting and killing people who were spreading unrighteousness and injustice. You killed a guy, and then you asked somebody a question about, like, tell me about that guy. And they came back later and told you about the guy. And you mentioned, like, they had a video. And you saw in that mm-hmm. video, what did you see in that video? The guy that you took out, the enemy that you killed, um, yeah. for justice sake, what did they tell you about that guy in that video? What'd you see? So when I did that, when I did the, when I shot the guy, there was something in my, that just felt off. And I've had dozens up to that point. I didn't, it just, I, which is weird. I mean, it was a justified killing. The guy was reaching for his AK, just seemed weird. So I asked the Intel guy, I'm like, Hey, 
if you find anything on this guy, let me know because I just need to um, sleep better at night. Not that I probably would have had a problem because I was pretty callous at that time, but he, he comes get me. He gets me about two hours later, pulls me into his Intel shack, and he show, he, he cues up this video on his computer. And I see these um, Asian descent gentlemen. I think there was, there was two or three, maybe four, a few of them staked on the side of this highway. Like it's just a highway sand on the side and they're staked they're like their hands are bound behind their back their feet are behind them and it's like this this stake this pole in the ground and the guy that i just got done shooting was doing ballistics to, with other people in the background you could hear they're giggling but this guy was actually going up to the people and checking out the wounds and stuff but you could see him stabbing them shooting them doing ballistic tests and seeing what happens to their flesh or whatever it is on their body like there was leg shots knife to the um yeah. to the side all these things on different individuals and you can just hear these these truck drivers they were truck drivers the asian guys that were tied up on the on the thing uh they're contractors and they were just getting pretty much tortured and these guys are laughing yeah. and 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 talking and you could hear the evil you could just you could mm. hear it and mm. um mm. so yeah when that happened that was a another layer of like dude you're going down i don't care like there's evil in this world that is like you've seen a lot of evil what the flesh can do to to others it's uh. like and people thankfully and sad sadly can't see they don't see these things uh by design but um dude people are bad like there's a lot of evil as we know especially being you know if you're you're dealing with uh spiritual warfare and stuff like there's some bad bad things you don't just wake up and be like, yeah, you know what? I just feel like going to kill somebody today. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're just evil. Like, they're just evil on you. Mm. Uh, so there's, you know, without getting too in-depth, and people are like, okay, what's the psycho talking about? Uh, yeah, it's there's there's some bad people in no, this world. No, and and I think, to be gone. Well, that illustrates yeah. a good point. This is really important. It's like, um, all right, let's all have a good cry, wipe your eyes, and uh, uh, and and, and get, step into reality. We live in a fallen world. And the gospel, of course, is transforming the world and transforming people. God is saving. The Prince of Peace is bringing peace first with God and then into the world. But we're not there yet. We're not at that final end where Christ has accomplished all of his work and brought all the nations. We're not there yet, which means we still live in a fallen world where there's people who do what you just described that are genuinely depraved and evil and who are torturing other human beings and image bearers of God. And so because we live in a fallen world, God has actually given to us a mechanism to deal with evil on that scale. And thank God he establishes government. He establishes government to protect the righteous and to and to, and to wield the sort of justice against evil. And sometimes the sort of justice against evil, sending teams of, of, of uh, men who have been trained for battle to put out the evil. And, and if someone says, you know, no, I just don't really, I really don't like that. Okay, have a good cry, wipe your eyes for a second, and then start reading your Bible because God right. yeah, deals... Yeah, I don't, I don't like evil either. Yeah. I, I don't like evil either. I don't know anybody that likes evil. Right. I, I really don't. Like, I don't like it either. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. And and so 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 it's like, okay, now, now you know, like I said, have a good cry, start reading your Bible with your eyes open and realize that we live in a fallen world where sometimes there are people who don't live in your suburban neighborhood. 
They don't act like you, live like you. They don't have the Christian worldview you have. They live in a world where they want to destroy, maim, and kill. And so God has given to us, thankfully, warriors who can actually deal with that kind of a threat. And that is a good, glorifying, God-honoring thing. I told my son, and I've been dealing with his heart as, as a young man, he hates evil, he hates injustice. And so his passion is to fight as a warrior for righteousness and to put out evil. And so I told him, when you engage in that for the glory of God, you are doing something that is glorifying to God. When you kill an enemy who is destroying and hurting people, taking human life, when you take his life for the glory of God, that is a God-honoring thing because we live in a fallen world. Fact. And that's yep. that's how this that's how this works. Yeah. It's just like an unbiblical pacifism, you know. Yeah. And I think it's guys just eliminating the duty to step in when they need to step in, right? Yeah. And we do yeah, it with that's evan- Western Christianity. Man. Right. We do it with evangelism that. too. We, we twist it and hey, well, I'm gonna redefine it so I don't have to do it. Or I'm just gonna ha- you know, adhere to this unbiblical notion of pacifism. So I wouldn't have to do anything that would cause me to put myself in harm's way. Because uh, I was talking to this guy about this, and he's like, no, we should never kill at all, at all. That's what the scriptures command us. What if the guy goes to hell? I'm like, well, you know, what if you walk into your house and uh, you see a guy killing your, you're going to go kill your wife and kids. Are you going to do what you have to do in that moment? Oh, yeah, I would definitely kill him. So it's just inconsistent. No, that's, that's weird. You know it's what a, I mean? It's, it's, yeah. inconsistency. Exactly. it's inconsistency. It's an inconsistency. It's an inconsistency that doesn't honor or glorify God and it actually destroys people. Bad theology hurts people. And and what and Eddie, I think you'll probably appreciate this story. This just happened today. Mm-hmm. You were tell everyone about you were into the abortion mill today and you were preaching the gospel openly. Mm-hmm calling mothers not to murder their children, and you were offering help to the women and men who are going in. You got confronted. What happened this morning? What happened? Right. And I was thinking about it, too, because you're talking about spiritual warfare. And the scriptures clearly teach there's a spiritual realm out there, right? Principalities in high places. We're dealing with a real devil. And I appreciate you talking about that unashamedly on the Sean Ryan show, too. So anyway, we're out there in front of the abortion clinic. We're preaching the gospel, trying to love the moms, enter into conversations. And I had gotten a call earlier that day that there was a, a certain gentleman, a Catholic guy. And of course, we differ from the Catholics and our theology and our methodological approach. Anyway, this guy was really combative. And somebody had texted me before I got there, which is super abnormal. Uh, they typically are pretty kind. They keep to themselves. And so my buddy gets on um, the amplifier to preach the gospel. We're calling out to the ladies, don't kill your baby. We want to help you. Whatever you need, we're there for you. And so sure enough, this older Catholic guy just gets right up in his face. I mean, and it just startled me. And what we don't want to do at the abortion clinic is we don't want to shut down the preaching of the gospel because that's the power of God unto salvation. That's what saves. That's what changes hearts and minds. So anyway, this guy just gets up in front of his face and I immediately go over and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, we're trying to save babies here. It really, it devolves really quickly. And, um, you know, he's telling me you should shave, go shave your beard and take your glasses off and cut your hair. I'm like, well, okay, (laughs) where'd that come from? And then, you know, I did my best to de-escalate it. I'm like, hey, let's just go talk over here. Let's let's make let's let's calm down. I'll just give you a, a good conversation. Um, so anyway, he goes away, and then everything just kind of starts to blow up in that moment. And with my experience doing this for so long, when we have this like high concentration of attacks at the abortion clinic, God will do something in that moment. And I was telling the people, I'm like, hey guys, this is getting crazy, abnormally crazy. Because most of the time out there, dude, it's you're standing with the sign, you're praying, and there's a lot of downtime. It just 
Women are going in, killing other babies, being very apathetic, not much going on. So I get into that with that guy. This neighbor across the street just starts railing at us, calling the cops. We have people driving by. They're screaming out their windows. We've got a dental office right next to us. The owner comes out. She's railing at us. And actually, she drives up in her car. So I'm telling the, telling the folks, I'm like, hey, we'll see what happens. So sure enough, um, Elvis is preaching. He gets off the amplifier, talks to a, a woman. She saves her, her she chooses life. And uh, says, I'm not going to kill their baby. As I'm walking over there to kind of check out what's going on, a young lady pulls right in front of me, looks at me right like right in the face. And I'm like, she's not going to kill her baby. And she chooses not to do it, too. So when the enemy's like... But she said I, to you something, though. She, t- oh, she told you why. Yeah, and this is the thing. Okay, so the, the, the Catholic it was telling us, hey, look... You guys are turning ladies away. You know, we're not saving babies the way that you guys are doing it. You guys just need to shut up. But we know that's not true. Our arsenal, right, is the word of God. Our only weapon, the sword of the spirit, is the word of God with the gospel. We sword. don't have, yeah, 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 we don't have the gospel going forward. What are we doing? We're not doing anything. And so he was telling us, you're not doing anything. And so I talked to her and I just say, hey, why did you change your mind in that moment? She says, it was the preaching of the gospel. Right. So the enemy was there in a real way to try to stop oh, us from what we were doing. Like, That's the enemy, enemy, enemy. Exactly. But God just yeah. swoops in. Darkness. Yeah. And he yep. saves those babies. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yep. You have to fight. You have yeah. to fight no matter, if people, fight. no matter if people like it or not. You, you wanted, you did have something you wanted to ask anybody about. Yeah. So I, uh, I told you earlier, I was listening to your audiobook, and these guys haven't read it or listened to the, to the book yet and i was doing some drywall work in my house and i was like locked in listening and one of my favorite stories i wanted you to tell because i haven't heard it was the cruise ship story and i heard i like got done listening and i was like oh that is such a cool story um so i just wanted you to you know how because I, I know in the book you get pretty detailed you don't have to go as detailed if you don't want but i just want them to hear the story because i thought it was awesome have you finished the cruise ship story yeah i'm done i finished the whole book yeah you want me to talk about the cruise ship story? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't talk about all the cruise ship stories oh, okay. that ruin things. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, what happened at the very end? Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe so, maybe he wants people to buy the book. Oh, yeah, he wants to buy the book. Is that why you're? I don't want to. I don't want to ruin that for story, people. Is what oh, I'm yeah, saying. it's like it'll, telling it'll, the end like of a movie or something. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah. I could tell so, them offline. Then. Okay, so everybody get the book. Okay, yeah, get the book. Yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll tell you any other story besides that <laughs> one because that's like. <laughs> because, <laughs> that's why I wasn't here. At the very end, if you. If yeah, you I know remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone now I'll tell them a, now you have a cliffhanger. Now you have a cliffhanger. Yeah, so yeah, get his book. Get the it's book, amazing. guys. I think it's seven hours if you listen to it. it. Okay. So. I just it's got not one more that question. I don't want to tell that story. No, I know. It's not that I don't want to tell that story. <laughs> you just want to ruin it in the book. Unafraid. Get the book, guys. All right. Last question. So like I told you before, my son wants to become a SEAL. A lot of a lot can transpire in the next five years um, with his maturation and all that. But if you were in my in my seat, in my place as a dad who wants to come, uh, you know, support my son the best that I can and prepare him the best that I can for that environment, for that training, uh, what do you think you'd do? Now, focus on Christ focus on Christ, focus on prayer. If that's where he's being led to go, because we need our warriors and the teams are in the military yeah. more than any time in my, in my opinion, or always. 
Uh, that's what I would, that would be my advice right now for anything, for anyone that wants to go do anything, put Christ first, put Christ first, which is so crazy. Me saying these things, cause like 20 years ago, I'd be like, dude, shut up, get off. Um, but, but yes, magic happens when that, when that happens, you can see the fruit, you can see the evidence, but I would, I would lean on that and I would support and, whatever you're whatever way you're being led to support how that looks yeah uh that's what i would do i would support it i wouldn't try to deter uh if he gets deterred he gets deterred and if he's seeking christ it's because christ has turned him right and there's no better way than than that so no, I appreciate uh, but that's that. what i would yeah i definitely wouldn't push him away i think that could cause i've seen it actually i've actually mentored people that the parents don't want them to do it but they're just i mean the drive if the drive is there i mean we oh. know our drive for for Christ, right? Like, can you imagine someone say, "Don't do that." You're like, "Dude, I will beat you down." Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, <laughs> like, I'm all for this it. This is I mean, the thunder. Yeah, we, we yeah. are excited about our sons, you know, yeah. taking this route no, in life. But it, on, and I figured you would, but support, yeah, of course. On the physical side of things, you know, five years out, I mean, would it be? Uh, beneficial to him to maybe to go to Imperial Beach and to get into water and you know do a lot of jogging, do a lot of push-ups, and you know I'm kind would, of thinking along those lines. Swim team. I would get him in the swim That's team. That's exactly what, what I told my son oh, yesterday. Yeah. I said you need to get in the swim team and get training. Yeah, because you swim had team, that, right? wrestling, jujitsu, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. That's what I would do. But just we got to watch out for injuries. Uh, a lot of guys like, oh, I got some boots and I'm running on the beach. That's awesome. Like I applaud your enthusiasm. But a thing called stress fractures can happen yeah, in our yeah. in our legs. Mm -hmm. So these things build up. You don't know that they're they're there. Then you get into the real training and they start coming out. You can't you can't go back. Yeah. So just don't overtrain. Right. Um, have enjoy your childhood, man. Do the sure. sports. Just be yeah. just be careful and make sure they don't make the bad decisions. A lot of the um, people great people that don't get to go in is because they do something stupid mm -hmm. they yeah. start playing with the wrong people the wrong substances um i mean you are who you surround yourself right the influences the toxicity sure. yeah. yeah that's a big that's a big piece of it thanks man yeah i think you know and people course, and, and, and eddie people in the thread are, are making a comment that i think is actually it's it's a it's a valid mm. concern it, and it's coming up a lot and and it's something that needs to cross the mind of christians because you said this you said put Christ first, put Christ first, put Christ first before you're going to try to be a Navy SEAL, put Christ first. And so in putting Christ first, people will get to the valid question. Well, okay. If I put Christ first, then I'll be joining a military that as of right now yeah. and, and working for a government that is not really trustworthy and not standing on Christ's word. But my, my, I want to know what you have to say to this, Eddie. My response that would be, we don't, <laughs> we don't, help to bring Christ and the gospel into the military by abandoning it. You can have real warriors who are who are serving Christ and standing for Christ and will will first and foremost be have their identity in Jesus. You can have them in the military, influencing the military, preaching the gospel, and still being able to say no, like the SEALs that we were working with. They they stood for Christ and said no in the military. Like they, they were still faithful Christians in the military that was doing something very unjust. That's my response that I would say. Mm -hmm. What would you say, Eddie? I would say that people are telling you not to do something. I would be like, you're not Christ, which is why I go to Christ. I don't care about your opinion. I'm not held accountable to you. 
There's one opinion of one person I'm accountable to, and it's and it's not them. It's Amen. not the masses. It's not them. Um, if you're led to do it, there's a reason for it. You go do it. Mm. Uh, um, that's it. Yeah. Send me, right? Yeah. Send me. Send me. It, it, that that's it. And, and and are some that want to go be a seal, if they really seek, are they going to get the answer that they want? Yeah. No. They might be like, hey, no, actually, you're supposed to go uh, do admin work mm. or or go go into the family. But I, I mean, I don't know. That's up. That's up to, to God, man. Mm-hmm. That's not up to what their opinion is next door. I don't care about their opinion. And that's the attitude we need to have. We get so influenced by scrolling our phone by here, here's Eddie's tangent by. Uh, go ahead. You know what we see, what our neighbors do, what we see on TV. This is the cool thing to do. Dude, we are so off. Christ, our compass is not focused on Christ. Our compass is focused on crap. Mm-hmm. It is. We know more about twerking than we know about the Word of God. Exactly. It's a joke. Yep. All right. Uh, joke. I'm going to put that in the description I, of the I, show. Uh, we know more about twerking. I, you probably saw me laughing. It's because, like, literally, as you're saying, I don't care what any of you think. Mind your own business. Someone in the chat named Nunya Business said, terrible idea to send your young kids into the military. <laughs> and I was like, how ironic. <laughs> Nunya Business. Hey, and, and and they got their opinions. Everyone's yeah. got their own opinions by what happened in their personal life. They could have had a brother or a loved one die in combat, which sure. I, I understand. And, that, and that's sad and my condolences, but here's the deal. You can't expect to get in this. We, we know ourselves better than any person. This is true. All three of you guys sitting there know about yourself better than the guy next to you. We we can I'm sure we can all agree on that. So who am I to say no? You shouldn't do that. Oh really? Really? Is that now? If I'm being led to, hey, I got a word. I need to tell you this. You know, take that word and take it to Christ. And you come back with the same thing. Then I'd be like, okay, now we got something. We're working with something here. But no, Christ mm-hmm. is the answer. Focus on Christ. Focus mm-hmm. on Christ. That's it. It's yeah. very simple. But yeah. we don't do yeah. it. I didn't do it forever. I'm 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 not a hip- I'm. I'm I didn't do it forever, guys. So, right. like, I yeah. know. <laughs> no, yeah. I appreciate the passion, brother. So, um, I, I guess we could st- sort of start to wrap it up here. But, Eddie, I'd love you to talk about you You have a book, Unafraid, and you have a podcast, Unafraid Podcast. And what's the, what's the main passion of your heart related to Christ and his gospel and your life's work now? I mean, you have this book and the podcast, but like, what do you want to communicate as a man of God to the world? What's your passion? We also have another podcast that I think is going to do way better. It's the Pennies podcast yeah. that I have with my wife. I saw that. Uh, yeah. That 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 I did, man. That podcast blows me away. I like I, I connect with my wife so good in there, and it's just and she says some things in there because she's she's she, well, she's not reserved, and she'll say that like, oh, wow, it's like take the dagger out, man. <laughs> and uh, but she's being truthful, and I think people need to hear the transparency, the realness of it, and uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people. Um, and we need to start doing that more unafraid podcast is more kind of a man stuff. It's about to uh, turn a little bit more. When I say a little bit more, a lot of bit more of warrior faith uh, is warrior for kingdom. Some things that I've just been getting overwhelmed with. I've been writing down for quite some time as I got like probably about seriously 30 podcasts. I need to talk about things. And uh, man, I've been fighting this Christ thing. I've been hearing for the longest time, you need to talk about me. You have to talk about me. You have to talk about me. 
And I was like, you know, I am. I'll put like hashtag God, hashtag Christ or something like that. And he's like, no, you need to talk about me. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll do a post. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting here. I'm fighting the creator of all, which is hilarious. Uh, and, and I just keep hearing it over. You have to talk about me. And I go, fine, I surrender. When I did that and still am doing that, it's, it's, it is a struggle for me still. I'm not going to pretend that I've just got it all figured out and walk in pure obedience at all times is just the joy and the awesomeness and the fierceness that he brings out is just phenomenal. When I listen to him and do what he says, even if it's, even if it's a, on, a, on a post where I talk about him and to the glory of him. And that's what I, you know, when I did the Sean Ryan show, God, he's so powerful. Yeah. Mm. Before uh, the Sean Ryan show, I was in my hotel room and um, I was on my knees for a good hour. This is what people don't know is I was. Um... That's why the show was so powerful, man. You were so prayed up. I, 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 told, I was like, you need to come in here. I was like, Holy Spirit, you need to fill me. I was like, we don't want Eddie talking. We need you talking. We need you talking. And and he came in and he was there that whole show. I could feel him. Sean could feel it. The audience could feel it, which is why we're getting what we get. It's It had nothing to do with me minus the vessel. It's it, and, and people need to realize like, Eddie, you're so awesome. Eddie, you're so awesome. I appreciate that. I'm overly humbled by that, but that is not why. It is because of Christ through me that happened to me through Christ. That's why that happened. He delivered a great message. I applaud him for it. He's awesome. He's got a lot more work to do that I know. He's we're building a team around the unafraid. Um, and just crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening, is, is all I can say. And it's just the the fruit of the spirit, just being like, hey, this is what it looks like when you walk with me. And I, and I literally hear you should have said this a while ago, right? In the wilderness, <laughs> a little bit too long. <laughs> man, Eddie, no, no, but unafraid. I mean, the book is just to glorify God, man. I told Keith, my writer, before we even started this, I'm like, here's the deal, man. I know how these deals can go. Money can come into play. I was like, we if we if we get blessed financially, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but the glory to God has got to be first and foremost. And if we sway away from that we need to be right brought right back and i've even talked to close friends spiritual friends if you see me diverting that track you need to yank me and pull me back you have full authority to do mm, so amen. that it, it's it's all about god i've been all about myself for decades and decades the whole time in the teens it was all about eddie what does eddie want and i slacked on my family um didn't do the right thing and that's over it's christ is leading my family's right next to me and we're going through this, this life together and we are going to expand this kingdom. That's yeah, what we're going to do. Wow. Praise God. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I liked Eddie before. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good, <dude. laughs> Praise God, dude. dude Again, that, not me. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I Dude, you're talking to, you're talking, I know to, you do. you're I talking know you to your do. fellow brothers here. I we know, know exactly do. what you feel, brother. It's just so nice. It's so nice to hear it. It's yeah. so nice to hear it. Um, it's very refreshing. It is very nice refreshing. Say it. Well, man, I uh, encourage everybody to get the book. I know Luke's finished listening to it. I'm going to get on that. I got some. I got a lot of plane rides uh, over the next few yeah. months. I'm going to be listening to it. I'll get through it. And um, get Unafraid. Check in with Eddie. Check out the Unafraid podcast. And uh, the one with your wife is called? 
uh, the pennies podcast the pennies podcast check yeah, that out it's on my it's on my link tree on all my media platform i got all the links right there okay okay excellent uh any last words for eddie guys uh, i was just gonna say you know i think your your, your website is, is just eddiepenny.com right yes yeah yep, check that out well. it's got some sweet merch yeah so go buy it go buy it go buy it Eddie, man, that's unafraidshop.com. We love you, dude. Thank you for taking the time with us today. I hope we get to talk to you again sometime. We appreciate you so much, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on and learning about what you guys are doing. I I just want to tell you, like, I know that that's not easy to be on the chopping block and to do what you're doing and the criticism that comes with it. But there's an armor of God for a reason. I know you guys put it on and just I, I applaud you guys and, um, Thank you. Thank you, Thank brother. You, brother. Thank, Thank you, brother. Awesome, so man. much, man. Man, man, man. All right, guys. Woo. Get on that Eddie Penny. Good grief. My my son watches Sean Ryan all the time, and yeah. he was like, he, I was surprised. I saw you. I said, you have to listen to this show with with Eddie. And afterwards, he listened. He's like, did you listen to that whole show? I said, yeah. He's like, he's my favorite seal probably ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I didn't know there was a ranking system. Yeah, he has, well, because he knows is. a bunch of seals now, and he, he's he, he like he he's got good seal friends that he like he just he loves them and honors them so much. Like the dudes that are watching right now, you guys know, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's just in love with them, adores them. But, yeah. but he listens to listen right. to your testimony, and he's like, man, that is crazy. I love him, and the fact that he, the thing that was so meaningful to me too was that you were giving this amazing story and work as a teams guy but you were talking about christ and i think that really inspired him to like this this is a man like he's he's not just a seal he's a christian he follows christ mm-hmm. and that's what inspired him so much man so thank you for being also an example to our sons and to young, young men you. everywhere brother thank you and uh hopefully hopefully we're working together we'll have some yeah. we, we gotta get eddie to come out to some of our events that's all i yeah. gotta say that's we're, all i gotta say that. we'll we, work we on have that. a we have a war to fight man we have a war to fight and you know that yep mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're in it with you. All right, guys. uh, If you just came on the show, you didn't hear. uh, Very important. I'm going to be with the team January 25th at the Creation Museum in Kentucky with Ken Ham. He's speaking. I'm speaking. we got guys from Abolish Abortion Kentucky there. we got pastors coming in from all over the state. If you are a pastor from Kentucky, I need to see you there with me, please. We've got a bill of abolition that's going into the state of Kentucky. It's written. we got the legislator. It's dropping probably any moment. Uh, I need you. I can't fight this fight without you. And it ha- this is your state. Like, we're helping. All of us are helping to get, the, to get this thing in. But this is your battle. You just heard a warrior on talking about fighting for Christ. This is your state and your battle. We're getting it in. We're helping with the guys that are that are working, getting it in. But it's your fight. So I need you to join with me because you have to do the gospel work in the state of Kentucky surrounding this. So if you know pastors in the state of Kentucky, bring them. It is free. Free uh, for pastors uh, to come in, to get to be there for the day, to get free parking. I'm feeding you. Uh, so it's not going to cost you anything except your gas and your time. Um, uh, families, Ken is giving the families you bring that maybe want to just hang out at the Creation Museum all day while you're at the meeting. He's giving half off the admission for Creation Museum. Uh, 11 a.m., January 25th. I'm going to be there. Get that word out to everybody that you can. By the way, uh, the interview right now we just dropped with Ken Ham is on this channel. So just get that interview and share it. Just get it out like a tract. Send it to pastors. Tell the world. We need to fill that entire auditorium up. We need to fill it up so it's overflowing. We need to have a problem that there's so many pastors that want to fight with us in Kentucky. Over 10 states this session. Abolition criminalization it's over judicially it's over we need you to do it it has to be the church that does it so rise up quit talking a good game 
I don't need your pat on the back. Neither does Luke. Neither does Zach. We don't need the pats on the back. We need you guys to fight with us. We need you to get in there Amen. and fight with us. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's Luke the Bear. Hey, I was just going to say thank you to John Bass and Olivia Louise for uh, partnering with us in the Super Chat. We uh, appreciate that a lot. And I just want to give a shout out, of course, to New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. Like I said last week, we'll be hopefully doing some more stuff with them this this upcoming year. So NSA.edu. Yep. You want a good school? Go to Moscow. NSA.edu. That's Thunder Pups. Pastor Zach Morgan. Yeah. Best pastor in Apologia, right? He's the best. I'm, I'm Jeff the Coleman and Ninja. We'll catch you next week right here on Apologia Radio, guys. See you guys.